Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This, well, we testing. should actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Hoo-wee. Yes, indeed. Hooey is exactly what I was going to say. Goodness gracious. Well, Tim, it's a pleasure to see you again. Yes, indeed. It's been a long been duration a long... between indeed. our last podcast, and I, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yes, um, yes. A good, a good, good break holiday. for Yes, yes. I missed this. Pl- I missed, I missed us talking. Exactly. A lot of stuff was coming up in the in the news. So much. Um, And I, I feel like, at the same token, too, like I just, I just feel like I missed... Being able to just to do this with you. Exactly. So it feels happy. like the world wasn't going on as it was. Like, yes. Did a news story really happen if we didn't talk about Precisely. it? Precisely. Like I, that giant war that happened a couple days ago. Yeah, it's like, with, with, did that really happen? It, it, we didn't even talk about it on the podcast. Those, those, elvish, those elvish criminals. And like when the aliens came, that was the day after Christmas, right? That was the day after Christmas. So, so it's like we didn't even talk about it. So no. it doesn't even feel like a big deal anymore. And it seems to me like you guys were waiting for us to come back too because uh, I, I heard a lot of great compliments about the holiday special mm-hmm. if you guys want us to do more things like that where we review songs or what have you give us a 411 and we will uh think about maybe doing that i always that. thought we, sh- we should do like a top 10 our favorite movie countdown oh man i like that idea you can't just put me on a spot about that not though. now we can't like, do it dave now. what's your favorite top 10 favorite no no count? no we'd have to have time to think and get a representative list together right. for both of ourselves so what did you do over break anything uh just chilled man i really didn't do anything in particular read anything good not really huh just chilled man just, great talk to me. Yeah. Um, what do you do? I'll add something to this conversation okay. like an adult. Okay. Um, so I watched the new movie on Netflix called Bright. Bright. That's that new like I heard of it. fantasy thing with an orc and Will Smith. Yeah. I, I actually read an article about that. Yeah. How, like the critics really hate it. Yeah. But viewers really like it. I don't think I liked it. You didn't like it? I liked Will Smith and I liked the actor he was with. I think okay. I liked that cop mentality of mm. it. Uh, so other than that, I really don't say I appreciated the. Why not? Can you can you give us a? Uh... There were a lot of awkward cinematic uh, places in the in the film. Like for okay. example, like really weird choicing of words, really mm. weird choicing of scene, how mm. to end scenes. Like don't betray, don't don't double cross me. Awkward silence for two minutes. Cut to next two seconds. Cut to next scene. Like it was just strange. It was strangely was Will done. Smith. A human in this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. But that's the thing. I think the only redeeming qualities of that Will film Smith. was Will Smith and the acting dual, like the the the, the, the dichotomy. Excuse dichotomy? me. Of the two actors going back and forth. It was just good. Huh. It was good on that air, like in that respect. But other than that, I think I never like fantasy. That's yeah, the one you. thing. But I, I I'd never take up an excuse to not watch a Will Smith film. Hmm. I love his. I love his work. What's He's, your favorite Will Smith? Um, I would say I like um I am Robot. Never saw it. It's a good. It, it, the reason why I like it because it's sci-fi. Uh huh. It's also like a detective story. Mm. Uh, it also had an homage to I think a 1980s album called The Wall, and it was uh, uh freedom, freedom, we will not obey. Okay. Freedom, freedom, it's not it's take not... the wall away. It's not ringing a bell. Well, it's from an old. I think it was referring to. It was. It, I think it was. I am. I think it was. I am was what the actual album was called. Okay. And I think the premise was about artificial intelligence, mm. but I think there was also an homage to the Berlin Wall 
take the ball, take the wall take away because kind of like that utilitarian. Uh, you we got to bring that back, by the way. What Berlin the Berlin Wall? wall? Yeah, I was time. there. I was there in Germany a long time ago. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I don't know if I was allowed to write on the wall, but I believe I did. I don't know if it was not customary because everybody was writing on the wall at a time they were. Back yeah, in the day. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I was a young guy back then too. It was probably extremely rude. Probably. Now and that we're going a little yeah. later. We're going to get into the topic of people behaving extremely rudely in foreign countries. I think that's a really great topic. But we to gotta we gotta keep to. the levity up for a little bit before we get into that. So um, before we go on to the beginning of the topics that we talked about, um, I, I first want to talk to you all about our um, uh, social media accounts and Patreon. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for who've already uh, liked and subscribed to our Facebook page. Uh, if you can do so, that would be great. Uh, we get a lot of comments to see what the, to change up the podcast and even some reviews from others that we try to address. Uh, if I do recall the truck incident that we had. I don't recall the truck incident. We talked about trucks. We talked about truck. Oh, the tr- oh yeah, yeah the okay. truck. Great job, Tim. You were I'm I support the trucks. Okay, I know. We're not getting back on this one. Uh, but if you could like and subscribe our Facebook page, that'd be great. Also, um, if you would uh, support us on Patreon, that'd be also wonderful. I know Timmy's been having some mic malfunctions, functions, functions, functions. functions. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, to be completely honest with you about that, I think Tim's just screwing around with the mic. That's I don't a brand think new I'm mic. Screwing around that's a with fine the mic. mic you have in your hand. Mine's I'm the not... one. That's the, my mic is the one that's held together with freaking like electrical tape here. Uh, you can't judge a book by its cover. All right. The point is, is that you just have a weird thing with electronics. That's that. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, our Patreon account is the Tim and Dave Show podcast uh, on Patreon.com. There, you can help us by uh, giving us a couple dollars a month to buy new equipment and, or at least, counseling for Timmy how to hold something in his hand and without mm. manipulating it and freaking it I up. I think there are professional services that help <laughs> you with that. Uh, you can also check us out on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and FM Play. If you could uh, subscribe to us, you guys can listen to us every week. Uh, usually, we have it out on Sunday for you guys to all listen to, and uh, you'll have all the Tim and Dave doses you need for the week Ooh. to come. So, just thought we'd change up the format where we start that in the beginning of the podcast rather I than hear the you. end. So, I like it. Uh, so, uh, so, the holiday season is now over. However, I didn't give Tim his christmas gift yet Ooh, so I'm excited uh, now tim gave me a book that i cannot wait to read mm-hmm. uh but uh tim um i want you to close your eyes for a moment as okay. i as i get your gift Zip. uh so tim I, I i thought about this gift long and hard and i i did this because um i wanted something that i know you would appreciate okay and i know there's a person out there that you tend to love more than anyone that we discuss on this podcast mm, and uh this book is an homage to uh is to the work of that she's committed. So, Tim, I present to you this text. Oh, Joe, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me describe what I gave to Wait, Timmy, ladies and this? gentlemen. So, Tim doesn't even know. Tim doesn't really much care for Rupee Carr's Milk and Honey, <laughs> okay? Sure so <laughs> This is pretty funny. This is so, uh, Milk and Honey is a poetry, free verse poetry book written by an independent poet, poet named Rupee Carr, and she draws pictures and things of that nature. <laughs> so, this one's I funny. gave Timmy a book now, which is similar to Rupee Carr. Yes, I see. <laughs> it's called Milk and Vine, which is a parody of uh, Ruby Carr's uh, Milk and Honey, where they take famous vines uh, from the internet and they make them into uh, the poetry form and then draw crappy pictures of them. So, Timmy, I uh, hope you appreciate this. I hope you ga- gain some insight into it. This is it. legitimately better poetry <laughs> than the like, legitimately. I don't think we're going to get sued if, it, uh, if we see this poetry, Timmy, because I don't think any of this is copyrighted. So, um, Tim, g- get a... Just, just find something. Just find something. This legitimately sounds like a Rupee Car poem. A, pota- a potato flew around my room before you came. 
excuse the mess it made. Hilarious. That sounds like... <laughs> and there's I a picture of a circle. And what's supposed to be a potato. Yes. Hi, my name's Trey. I have a basketball game tomorrow. We can't read that one. No, can't read that one. <laughs> this is too long to read. Can't read that one. Can't read that one. Can't read that one. It's freaking, it's freaking Halloween. I love bats. And there's a No, it's freaking bats. I love Halloween. Okay. I'm washing me and my clothes censored. Washing me and my clothes. That sounds like a rupee car poem. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go, Timmy. I hope you appreciate I it. I appreciate it greatly. And uh, I just, uh, I just thought this would be something that you um, would uh, at, at least garner some sort of insight into you about your life. Thank you. You're welcome. I could have gotten you something that was legit. It already has opened up things on my body. Well, that book is actually one of the best sellers on Facebook. What, I mean, this on, one here? This guy lit and this girl uh, made a lot of money off of this. It's a good idea. Literally, it's. I think I like the book more because of the fact that it's so insane that Ruby Carr, to you, made that money. But this uh-huh. is even insaner where people can just copy the same premise, yeah. same format, steal other people's uh-huh. work, and just draw crabby pictures. And there you go. So it would be even better if they outsource or found clip art of those pictures, to be honest with you. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, but on to the topics of this week, okay. ladies and gentlemen. So um, uh, there was this – talking about books, there's this mm. new – uh, uh, all revealing text that just a came out, all. a tell-all tale in the political spectrum uh, about the Trump administration. Yes, indeed. So it's basically just a long book where this guy, I guess, sort of insinuated himself among some Trump insiders yep. to get some dirt, and he's just dishing out the dirt. And basically, the overarching theme of the book is everyone thinks Trump is like legitimately mentally impaired. Correct. Like there's this story out where it's like people think he's semi-literate mm-hmm. because apparently he has a very hard time reading things and comprehending things. Right. Apparently he has a very hard time understanding PowerPoints. Who doesn't um, though? Go suck. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't mind PowerPoints that are like like I don't know. I, I guess I could deal with PowerPoints. I don't like them. Very I don't much, like. Though. I never. Who use, does? I would so, never make a PowerPoint. Yeah, I'm never again going to make a PowerPoint. Uh, the book was called "A Fire and Fury," by the way. Yeah, that's and right. it was written by I don't even know who it was written. Michael by. Wolf is his yeah, name. Yeah, Michael Wolf. Right. So this is and a like, tell-all tale. I will say, since Trump became president, he there seems something different about his mental functioning. Don't you agree? Like throughout the campaigns, Republican <sighs> campaign, presidential campaign, he always seemed a bit clownish, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was always a joke, oh, Trump's so stupid, he's so wacky, he's just dumb. And yeah, you got that sense, but legitimately, he always seemed, like, cunning. Right. Like, you know, that sort of, you know, how they say, yeah, dumb like a fox or right. whatever. Like, he seemed cunning, sharp. Right. He had wits about him. Yes. Even if he said stupid things and said things that made him look dumb. Yeah. It always seemed like he had a wit about him. He was always sharp. You I know think, what I mean? I think what changed, though, is when he went to Saudi Arabia and touched that, that glowing <laughs> orb. Like, stuff started getting weird. I think the reptilian spirits that are inside the global like, Earth's yeah. core has been then transmuted the Saudis, inside him. And that's why we're reptilian overlords are ruling us. That's why the us. Saudis did it. Like, it's a brainwashing glow. Exactly. But no, he really seems like if I were to be a conspiracy theorist, which I am... I almost. I want to be. I want to know. I want to be known to our listeners that I'm not. Okay. Okay. I am. I'm not. It's like is he being drugged by like the powers Uh, that be? 
because he came in and everyone was worrying, oh, this guy's all unorthodox. Is he going to screw things I think, up? I think it was the writing was on the wall, Tim. He was already unhinged since the beginning of the yeah, primaries. Yeah, but no, this is different. I don't think it is. I, I think, think it's, it's really different, different only because it's not different because he's different. It's different because it's on a more global magnitudal scale. I think mm. the consequences of his ridiculousness are much more uh of much more uh merit than it would be if he was just some guy running to, for the primary for the Republican party it could be the different contexts like so trump trump's obviously a very social person yes like he thrives in the public eye correct now even though he's now the president the most famous person in the world yes. he's less in the public eye than he was as a candidate okay cuz so, as a candidate he's out there 24/7 right correct. it's news story news right, story right, news right, story right, 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 not secluded anywhere. He's traveling. He's doing something different every day. Correct. Here, he's probably, even though he's president, ironically, he's probably less in the public eye day to day than he ever has been. Do you think maybe that's what causes it? So the allure maybe. of us not seeing everything going on is causing people to no, feel like more No, I think like it's him. Cons- I think it's changing him. I think he's actually, as president, more secluded than he's ever been in his life. So why does he just take Because he's a- in the White House every day. He's supposed to be working every day. Well, they say it's the most secure prison in the United States. States yeah. is the White House. I mean, a lot of presidents have felt isolation. I think, I, I think one of the things they did point out in the book was that the first, like after the first couple of weeks of being inaugurated, he uh, locked himself in his own uh-huh. private bedroom, which was the first time that the first lady and the president had separate bedrooms since, uh, God, I don't know the Carter, not the Carter administration. Um, Johnson administration, some of Truman's, I some, don't know. some some presidency or what have you. Hmm. They also said that he was very unhappy during yeah, the inauguration. You hear a lot of those reports, um, which I guess I don't know. He was very unhappy about the uh, the the condition of the hotel room that ha- he had been put up in before the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, by the way, one one, one funny, minor, yeah, okay, one funny thing is that that's coming about is that because all these allegations are coming out about this new story or this new book talking about all these stories about. Um, uh, Trump and everything. Uh, fake. Uh, the book hasn't come out yet. Fake uh, al- allegations have been mm. brought brought about towards Trump. And Tim was actually telling me about this. So this Tim. was a funny one. So there was like a like legitimately a fake news thing. It was just an internet meme that mm-hmm. someone put out to try to convince people it was real. Right. So the first the first paragraph to me was a hundred percent believable. Right. The first paragraph says, um, "What was it? it? The report was that Donald Trump, when he got into the White House." was complaining that the TV in his bedroom didn't mm-hmm. have the Gorilla Channel. Yeah. And it says, apparently, Mr. Trump was under the impression that there was a channel dedicated to 24-7 Gorilla content. Mm-hmm. Up to then, I believed it 100%. <laughs> but, then it, but then it goes on and like, okay, so AIDS set up a, um, a broadcasting tower outside the White House to, like, and they... Got, got cameras. It sounded to very Africa. oniony. It sounded very yeah, like yeah, yeah. Onion. But the first paragraph was genius. <laughs> but the way I can you believe that. I like the way you phrase it was: Mr. Uh, President Trump was under the impression there was twenty-four <laughs> hour channels airing nothing but guerrilla broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can a hundred percent imagine Donald Trump saying, "He's he's flicking through the TV. Where's the where's the guerrilla channel?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what context does one need to watch it. That's a, that's a majestic creature right there. That's a, but no, there was another I'm gonna story. Build my, I'm going to build my platform on what that monkey's doing with that banana. There was another. <laughs> there was another story on one of the idiosyncrasies of Donald Trump. Yeah. So you know those Oreo packages that like you can like flip open on the top. You know right. what I mean? Apparently, he like whenever he opens one and eats some Oreos, he 
he can't close it and go out of the same Oreo again. He has to have a new whole Oreo thing. So if he opens one up and eats a couple Oreos, it's that thing's done. He needs a new what thing of so Oreos he throws out- because he's a germaphobe. Is he, well, I can believe that men like him are germaphobes. Yeah. Like, I'm a bit... Apparently, he's a big germaphobe. I'm not at all. I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Speaking of which, we have to talk about what we will and will not share. We should. Okay. Well, I'm not sharing my life story with you. <laughs> no, that's a fly. I'm going to put a podcast would, up, and here we are. Would you uh, share Would you share your life with me, David? We can legally now, actually. I know. <laughs> actually, when gay marriage actually was, uh, I think, uh, legalized, and that's when you and I were living together. Yeah. I think we no, were sitting. No, no, no. It came after that. Well, well, what year was it? It was 2013. I think it was about to be legalized. I think the writing was on the wall. Like, maybe, it was, it was maybe. a Supreme Court or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was sitting on a couch with you. This is when we lived together in Westchester. And I think I just. It was on the news. I was on the computer. Uh-huh. You were on the computer. And I just. We're both silent like we normally are, just like uh-huh. going deep web diving and stuff like that, laughing at a meme here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I just, out of nowhere, broke the silence and just turned to you and said, you know, if gay marriage becomes legalized, you and I could marry each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tim just doesn't even look up from his computer and says, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm well aware that this I mean, is a possibility. We'd have tax benefits, all yep. kinds of stuff. You get my health insurance? Yeah. Well, back then, like, no, I don't think I had health insurance that I could give you. Maybe not. You're right. But regardless, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And that could, that could, I think they made a movie about that with Adam Sandler's or whatever. With Probably. The, with, the, with the bigger guy, you know. Speaking about Adam Sandler being with bigger men, mm. um, uh, Iran has been in the news. I don't know where you were going. <laughs> oh, I don't get the I think segue. I think Adam Sandler knows what I'm saying. Okay. Um, but before we talk about the uh, uh, our, our what will we share in wooden, I think we're going to keep that to the last bit of it. Okay. I think that's a good okay. like a, I think our listeners can just think about the things that what would you share with a person, what, what you wouldn't, mm. um, physically and spiritually. But mm-hmm. Iran, go. Okay. So Iran has been having a bunch of protests over the past week or so. Correct. Could you give uh, the viewers a context, too, about this as well, given the 2009 protests? That was something rather different. But Um, it's still under the same vein. It's, yeah, so, it's, so, okay, so there was recently a presidential election in in Iran. Yep. And this guy won. Iran or Iran? Iran. Okay. So the guy who won. Iran or Persia? Now that's... A sensitive topic. Okay. So there actually is like a sort of Persian nationalist movement right. in Iran. Right. Persia like sounds sort of, such a beautiful sounding name. Yeah. And it's sort of like anti-Islamic because they view it as an Free, Arab yeah, like invasion yeah. thing. Right, right. And, you know, Persia had an incredibly rich civilization. Oh, yeah, for sure. Before any of the Arab the conquest and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, there was a presidential election. The guy who won is like a moderate. He's like sort of a favorite of mm-hmm. the moderate, somewhat conservative middle classes. Mm-hmm. He's very neo. He's sort of neoliberal in yep. the sense of like cutting the budget, privatizing right, right, right. stuff, yada, yada. Yeah. So Iran's not having a too good of a time economically, especially in the countryside. Right. So apparently in one town, the price of eggs got raised. What? Dude, I was there Which with that. Which is important, that. man. Yeah, dude, remember two years ago that had oh, the yeah. egg shortage crisis? Uh-huh. Every time I went to that freaking grocery store, I'd say to myself and anyone with me, I'd say, these eggs are too expensive. Mm-hmm. $3 for a dozen eggs. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the eggs have gone lower. Every time I go, I say to myself and others, I say to myself, man, remember that time when eggs were like $3 for a dozen? Now, I was furious about 
about the egg prices yeah, that were going on in America. Was that during last year? I don't remember. I think it was the ending of last year. I okay. think we talked about it maybe on our okay. podcast. Anyway, Anyways, go on. Eggs. So in this town, a big protest spurked up. Spurked. Spurked up. That's, that's not, not a word, word at all. Stop stealing spurted my gimmick. I'm the one that makes up names and words <laughs> on this damn podcast, not you. A, a protest spurted up. Freezy. That's a word. Bush and it sort of spread to other to other towns and whatnot. Now, at this point, I believe... American and Israel intelligence oh my God. insinuated themselves insinuated. into this to fan the flames. Uh-huh. Because, actually, uh-huh. in the days leading up to this, uh-huh. there were a bunch of news articles. Yeah. And, it, and the idea was America and Israel are meeting to decide what they're going to do about Iran. Seriously, the like the couple days before this, mm-hmm. that was like a news story in, in foreign affairs. Okay. And suddenly this happens. And it started off as a legitimate protest, uh-huh. but as it went on, it's mostly young people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, there's a lot of uh, illegality in it. Like, yes. Um, local government institutions have been, like, attacked. Police mm-hmm. stations have been attacked. It seems to me that it's a, um American-Israeli foreign intelligence operation because Nikki Haley, who's America's... Um, ambassador to the united nations and also the stupidest person in the american government yeah tried to bring this up like to condemn this as a security council resolution now the united state the united nations security council is like the highest thing in the united nations okay and it's supposed to deal with the most pressing pressing issues in international relations and they were talking about she tried to bring this thing up the iran protests and now so basically, the idea is to attack Iran and undermine their government, right? Okay. And Russia and China don't want that because uh-huh. they like Iran as a strong, independent woman who can <laughs> handle her own business and doesn't need no American intervention. Right. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And they're like, no, we're not going to bring this up as a Security Council resolution, okay. Nikki Haley. If we wanted to bring this up... Uh, we probably should have brought up the 2014 Ferguson and Baltimore riots, don't you think? Yeah, like right. That was lit- right. Like right. that was the argument they used against her. So you're thinking it's some psyop co- oh, coordinated yeah. like time. protest with CIA and such. CIA, a- Mossad, Saudi Arabia. I-, I still think it's about the eggs. The eggs are important. Don't get me wrong. But it's been. <laughs> it, it's been. You ever quail eggs? You ever quail eggs? Nope. Have oh, you? Oh my god. How good marinated soy sauce quail eggs huh. are to die for are they like whole hard-boiled eggs? hard-boiled egg yeah whole, like a quail eggs like like the size of maybe like wow. three or four marbles you have this in japan uh actually you can get it here in the states uh i'll go mm. to h mart the asian market here in oh, yeah. uh, philadelphia you can get quail eggs it's like 350 for for a dozen i believe mm. uh or eight or something and you just like eat it as a snack yeah man it's no there's nothing more fulfilling about eating a mini egg <sighs> wow god it's so good eat a quail egg eat a quail I like egg the sound of this where can i get one you can get one at your local h mart shopping center all right I'm located with either fifth street in philadelphia in, uh, or upper darby on 69th street there's one in upper darby you put in the promo code the tim and dave show podcast <laughs> oh, you'll get six free no i'm just kidding get seven cents Dude, off. that'd be awesome i want, I want a quail egg freaking ad sponsorship <laughs> if, you, if, if you mention the tim and dave show at the checkoff you'll get seven cents off a 100 hundred dollar purchase <laughs> I think they just do that for everybody. Yeah. They're all like, you know what? Just say some name and you're just an idiot for buying $100 <laughs> with a quail egg. 
This guy's got it has issues. To be, it can't be $100 in total. No. It has to be $100 just in the quail. It's eggs. just the quail. This guy has a problem. <laughs> this guy has a serious problem. Um, anyhow, uh, speaking of uh, you know having issues and whatnot, yeah. um, there was an article I read in the BBC uh, about a month ago, and I've been trying to get this topic on our podcast for a month. But you we have just, been. But we've been busy it's talking true. about a lot of cool things. Uh-huh. And I think, though, it's fitting at the end of the year, as the as the new year begins, that this is something to discuss. Because I also read an article that actually piggybacked off of this. Hmm. So, Tim, in your personal opinion, okay. is it okay for somebody to quit something? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Would you... Uh, agree, however, that in, I guess I wouldn't say America or even Western, but I think just in general, the idea, uh, I guess that's a Western perspective, the idea of quitting has a negative connotation. I think sometimes, yes. Uh, now, quitting smoking, I don't think. I is think it's a, a negative- terrible idea <laughs> because recent science has proved uh-huh. smoking is very healthy. Yeah, okay. I, I, read, this 19- I read this article uh, by the Surgeon General. <laughs> No, no, no. But but things like quitting smoking, you know, obviously is good. Think unhealthy habits. Okay, I think that is is is, eating is a McDonald's, positive. Yeah, cool. eating unhealthy yeah, food. E- exactly. But that's not the type of quitting that I'm really referring to. I'm talking about quitting uh, a, a venture, a venture. Or, 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 a, a or, job? or a job, perhaps. Correct. A marriage, or or, or even a marriage. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, those have negative connotations when yeah. spoken to. Uh-huh. I guess to most people. Uh, so. I read this article, and the article was about when is quitting a good thing, or is is quitting a good thing? It was in the BBC. And the premise was a lot of Americans, a lot of people, a lot of Western people have this idea that I have to stick to my decisions. Mm. I have to stick to the choices that I have made. Uh And I think, um, to to some respects, that does hold a social significance and And importance. And to bring up something that you like to talk about, I think that's like a slavish bourgeoisie mindset where it's insinuated into someone's brain. But really the background of that ideology is, oh, I have to keep being a good worker bee to make my boss money. Exactly. Like I... Who am I to expect better services and try to go elsewhere? Exactly. I'm here, and therefore I shouldn't disrupt my boss's business so that he might lose out on some money that I'm going to make. It's funny you say that because I think where I'm going with this is that this really struck a chord with me when it comes to jobs. Mm. Now, let's, let me, let me backstory this a little bit. So, uh-huh. uh, actually, the most amount of job changes that occur in the United States happen within the first few weeks of January. I had no idea of that. Yes. Um, and a lot of times, those who do change jobs um, are doing so uh, for uh, either a horizontal or a lateral change, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. So either you don't really lose much money or if mm-hmm. you don't lose any money at all or you're gaining money or salary or uh-huh. benefits or what have you. Uh, plus, this is like prime job hunting season right now. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you guys are looking for a job, this is when the majority of the openings do occur. Get varied by industry, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. but a lot of times people change jobs during this time of year, and a lot of it, too, has to do with the New Year's resolution aspect, like, oh, yeah. I want to make a change, I'm going to do something positive, what have you. Um, so that's there's like a little background context to where this is coming from, because we're mm-hmm. doing this in the New Year. But the, but the article stated, though, however, is that, right, people are felt to be feeling um, uh, almost a failure hmm. for saying this doesn't work for me okay and i never felt that now when i would ever quit a job i would feel bad not because of that i'd feel bad that i was like 
going to make a hard time for the people there because maybe they'd have to go without an extra worker for a while. The boss is going to have to spend time and maybe even money hiring someone else. But let's put this in perspective. It wasn't because I felt bad because I was doing something bad for the company. I was being, I didn't internalize it. It was like, I'm making actual people's next couple of weeks or whatever inconvenient. I would feel bad about that. What if you hated that job so much? Once once that happened, um, once it was a couple years ago, you remember this. I, it was in Westchester. I was working doing um, sales, phone oh, sales. Oh, right. Remember? Yeah. I worked that God. for like three weeks. Wait, I hated it. Was that when you became a supervisor? No, no, no. I don't remember this. Remember you had a job that you were trying to like conversate no, with No, that was something else. Okay. That was that was when I worked as a um, for the- um, Insurance companies? ACA open yeah, enrollment yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. This was a little bit after that. This was the job I got right after Okay. That. Where I was doing phone sales for this furniture store. Right. I was like cold calling businesses across the country trying to get them to buy freaking <laughs> office supplies from us. I hated it. It was, oh my, it was so unpleasant. Like it passed so slowly. Like legitimately five minutes felt like an hour. Like, and every day I was there, I felt like, wow. oh my God, this day, wow. like this day is never going to wow. end. Like it was like, it'd be like an hour until my lunch break. And I'd be like, this freaking hour is never going to end. And every day, wow. like the day before mm-hmm. I would go in, because I worked, I think, three days a week, right. like the day before, I would like dread it in mm-hmm. my soul mm-hmm. that I had to go in. Ladies and gentlemen, does this, does this have any sort of familiarity to you? Because if so, uh-huh. la- leave. And leave. I was like, I was like, get out of there. Like, and financially, it was a bad decision for me to quit because I didn't right. have any right. money. I didn't yeah. have a job lined right. up. Right, right, right. W- honestly, when I quit, I had to support myself on credit cards for a while. Right. That's how bad financially the decision to quit was. But I was like, I can't live like this. Yes. Like, if I, like, if I, if I were like, if I had a family, right. and like, if I quit this job, I couldn't feed my family. Yeah. In that case, yeah, even if it's course, terrible, sure. you have to stay. Right, right. But I was like... Even if I screw up my finances for the next year or two years, like I can't, I can't do selling. this for another week. <laughs> I can't do it. Not to get too off topic, give me one reason, one of the biggest reasons why that in like twenty seconds, why you hated that job so much. I honestly don't know. It was just so boring to me. And it, it was like <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. I was just literally. First of all, no one wanted what we were selling. Hardly anyone. <laughs> it was literally like, and we had a script. It was literally like call a phone number. Say the script, hang up, call the phone number. Actually, here's why I think it was so bad for me. You know, normally when you have a job, you have a task. You have right. a couple tasks right. to do. Right. And while you're doing that task, you're occupied with that task. Right. So say a task takes 30 minutes. Right. Okay, your brain's occupied by that task. You're done. Hey, 30 minutes passed by, right. right? You break your day up into individual tasks, and those individual tasks occupy your time, right? right? This, each individual task was only a phone call. So my day was broken up into little, literally five-second intervals. Like, you know, like I felt each five-second <laughs> No, interval, I get you. you I mean? get you. Yeah. Like if you're doing that a repetitive, job. repetitive, yeah. brain-numbing, mm-hmm. just like what is – this literally could be automated to yeah. have a survey given out for yeah. a $5 Amazon like if, gift like card. Like if you're doing something like, that right. takes half an hour, right. you don't notice five right. seconds pass And I think, I think for some people that works for them, but for uh-huh. some it don't, and that's the whole point of the, the, the hate, whole premise of I it. And I did feel bad for that one because it was a small place – like I knew the boss did have to like expend effort hiring people and getting the people. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. But you just hated bringing that. I couldn't like even though I knew I was putting right, them right. out and it was going to cause him some trouble. But like I couldn't do it. Another flip side to and this too. And at the too, end of the day, he's still rich. So. Right. Whatever. Another flip side to this too is I think as well when you started getting heavily because you never really quit a job within the career you studied in. I think that's also a, 
piece of oh, the Oh, like my real job. Yeah. yeah, no, no. So that's uh-huh. what I think, too, that's this article kind of points out. It's like if you s- extended, yeah. uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, 10 years of your career you and you say, I just can't do this anymore, five mm. years of your career, three years of your career, or whatever, and you say, I just can't do this anymore, you're 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 opted to look like you are a failure. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, this is what's interesting you brought this up, is that I, too, feel that this is a bourgeois Spree, a something, or 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 some sort of mechanism to make the proletariat Mm. feel guilty for not doing the factory bumblebee bullshit job that they're Uh supposed to do, filing paperwork or whatever. Like you are not a good person, Mm. or in other words, what they're saying, you're a quitter. You're a quitter. Doesn't mean anything. It's just calling you a thing that was done. Yeah, you're a quitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I quit. quit. I I guess. I guess. (laughs) I'm a breather too. Are we going to (laughs) emphasize? I took a crap today. Am I a crapper? Like you know what I mean? Uh, Thanks, Tim. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, no, but it, it, and I think too, it's because they don't because because there is the truth behind it. Mm-hmm. Rehiring people sucks. Yeah, it costs the company money, costs people money. That's why bad organizations have high turnover mm-hmm. and actually will lose money because they have to keep on retraining new people. Yeah, and I think in a lot of sectors, either publicly or privately, have issues with this. And you know what I say to the people that quit? Good for you. I agree. Get out of that position that you are in. I'm telling you right this moment, men and women weren't supposed to wake up in the morning and feel dread to go and go to the place they were. Where are we? The Gilded Age? Are we freaking putting coke into the freaking uh, furnace so that we can make steel so Mm. that our children can live off of sustenance of potatoes and bread? That's not what we're doing. We live in the modern era where we can have a decision as to what we want to do with our lives. And they try to put us down with all these debts and all these choices that they say that we can't quit from. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, that is BS. This is a new year, okay? A new year with new possibilities. Yes, I know the whole idea of it being a, a concept of time and that every day is just the same day whatever i don't care make the mind effort to say whatever at this point i put the freaking line in the sand and i say to myself or you say to yourself that this is time for something new and don't let the the social norms of people saying you're a quitter distray you because i because here's the craziness of this tim mm, here's the, the cra- here's what really just knocked Lay my socks me, off big, about big this boy. stuff okay the majority of people who are rich and have successful businesses uh-huh Inherited them? Are quitters. And yes, also yeah. <laughs> inherited them. Uh, are quitters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so that is right then and there. The majority of entrepreneurs who are successful yeah, billionaires the, 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 are serial mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, yeah. which means they have failed several times in the in the positioning of making a company uh-huh. and just got back on that horse. Granted, the rich have an easier time doing yeah. this actually, because they mo- have monies that yeah. fall back on and the capital to actually expend again. However, if you want to be successful, you have to continue and continue and continue trying. You have to throw so many darts at that dang board, but eventually, I promise you a dart will eventually land they say out of all the fi- entrepreneurial businesses two out of ten become uh, uh become multi-million dollar companies that will or they say non-sustenance companies companies that aren't just be able for a couple company people to work for and live and uh-huh. live off that salary i'm talking about multi-million dollar companies and i think the four of uh, the other two the other two percent so 40 percent of them are successful the other two become sustainable companies people mm-hmm. that can have a salary a living salary etc so, and the people who are quitting on these big financial firms and such and are making horizontal moves, they are actually doing better off than those who stayed in the lower tiers. Um, there are statistics showing that if you stay with the same company for the rest of your life, that you have a higher statistical chance of actually being able to be successful in that company. However, there, it's, it's, most companies don't do that anymore. You don't stay yeah. where you are. Uh-huh. So, ladies and gentlemen, quit. If you don't like where yeah, you're at, quit. get out of that situation. Because guess what? If it is about a couple thousand dollars, think of your health. 
Think about the money you have to expend to survive. And mm. you're going to actually lose life by not being able to work in a happy place. And I'm not saying – and you have to, I'm not just saying quit when you're unhappy for one day or two days. Make conscious efforts to think and analyze what you're doing with your life. I mean, for God's sakes – we shouldn't be having to live to work for retirement. We should be able mm. to live and then retire. All right? So quit, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't like where you're at, get the heck out of that situation. We're human beings here. And I just feel like a lot of times the whole capitalist mindset really tries to skew you to be feeling guilty for wanting something better. We're worth more than this, Tim. We're worth more than this. Mm. That's all I have to say about all this. Right. I, uh, I agree. So happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Get the yeah. heck out of that situation. Quit. Quit. Be quitters. Get divorced. All of it. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I just, okay. I'm just saying in general, like, be a quitter. Be, wear that badge with pride because, mm. you know what? Those who had tried to start, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Look at Thomas Edison. He put how many damn things in a freaking glass bulb until it lit up, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. He said, I'm not going to – I'm I'm a quitter. I'm a quitter of the idea of trying to freaking conduct freaking electricity with a rock, okay? Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? I'm going to do copper wiring in an isolated tube, okay? Oh, my God, there is light. And look at Thomas Edison now. Now he's, uh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a serial entrepreneur. He's a great inventor. Mm -hmm. uh, another another big story that really ground my gears up, mm. Tim. Okay, really now, this is a person who really needs to quit. Yeah. Okay, quit his whole entertainment industry because he is a filthy bag of garbage. Him and his brother are terrible, terrible people. And I, I you can quote me on that. Logan Paul and Jake Paul are terrible people. Okay. I had no idea who these people were till this story came out. And you showed me a couple videos. That's all anyone would need to see. These people are, oh my gosh. So Logan Paul and, and Jake Paul are brothers. Logan Paul being the older one. They grew up in Ohio. Blah. Go Ugh, figure. Yeah, yeah, really. Nothing what comes good out of Ohio. Uh, no offense, our Ohio viewers. There aren't uh, any. Our listener. <laughs> uh, no, so these two kids came from Ohio. One, uh, Logan's 22 Logan uh, and Jake is 20. They started out being viners uh -huh. okay and eventually changed their platform when vine was destroyed uh by the vine crisis of 1925 oh that uh, one was bad crazy stuff um to youtube and most of more or less they're just like they're um they're they're shock jockeys they just want yeah. people to be uh -huh. like oh man these guys are so crazy blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. and with all shock jockeys uh they have controversial things um i want this to be made known to everyone though that their primary target age of their audience is about 12 year old girls yeah uh, uh -huh. So that's who's watching, um, watching their work, mm. and they're heavily capitalized with their merchandise. They make Christmas songs, telling their children, their, their viewers, their children, viewers, or, and listeners and to throw away to throw away their their parents' Christmas gifts and ask for the merchandise that they sell. That, that, those Christmas songs, never in a million years. Will they make a Tim and Dave holiday special no. Christmas list? No, 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 Christmas sir. Christmas song list. You know what's funny? And I don't want to get off too off topic. H3H3, I really respect their work. Uh -huh. I really respect what uh, Ethan and Ela do. Um, really great content creators. Um, just really cool people. Uh, but I have to say, so we made our Christmas special with they all our- They copied us. They copied us. So we made our Christmas special with all these songs uh -huh. uh, that we had, um, I think, right before Christmas started up, like a week before Christmas. And they did the same thing? The 29th uh, of December. But it wasn't just Christmas. Songs. It was just Logan and Paul and, J and, and Logan Paul and Jake Paul's Christmas songs. Okay. So I was like, eh, we did it first. But anyhow, so Logan Paul, uh, being the older one, had been in the movie The Thinning. Um, I my my uh, I knew I didn't want to see that film. At Is that all. a very dramatic movie about some guy going bald? Yeah. The Thinning. <laughs> 
Um, so I didn't want to see that because I don't, I don't respect day. the content creator. Um, I think he's a piece of garbage. Mm. Uh, so long story short, uh, what, he went to Japan. Okay. Uh, so this is this became a big controversy. For one, is that he in Japan went, did uh, a vlogging as, uh, under the guise of I want to go into a uh, secluded forest, mm. and, like really connect with the whole Ainu Japanese spiritualism, and you know this 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 idea of just being connected to one with nature. Mm. Well, he, while in this uh, forest, he he discovered uh, an individual there who um who committed suicide. Now, mm. if this was just a con context of him being in a regular old forest i this wouldn't be an issue however it wasn't just a random forest he picked him yeah he picked a forest that is renowned in japan as a as a spot where people go to commit suicide what's its nickname the suicide forest yeah I it's yeah, called yeah. yes it's literally called suicide forest it's on it's on it's near mount fuji <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't know what I was expecting. So he goes there, and of course, he finds a person who committed yes. suicide, uh-huh. hung himself, 21-year-old guy, hmm. uh, which is about around the age of, of uh, after graduating college. Yeah. And that's uh-huh. significant because uh, for one of the contributing factors of the suicide rate, a high, very high suicide rate in Japan, is the fact that um, once after college, if they're unable to lock in a decent job, mm-hmm. they've pushed back their career significantly. Yeah, because like... It doesn't work anymore, but back in the day, that was the Japanese thing. Like, right, right. That's what you did. It was a very straight, what's the, like a straight line society, exactly, right? Like, exactly. There is a specific thing expected of you. At a certain age. And if age, you don't yes. do this specific thing, there's something wrong with yes. you. Now, decades ago, their economy was really great. And right. It was easy for most people to Correct. do this thing. Correct. But nowadays, it's really hard. Very but difficult. that cultural expectation still Correct. exists. As well. So all these people who right. can't do what people used to be able to exactly. do, because there's just not enough room in their economy no, for this many people, just isn't. Just isn't. they still get the message, you didn't do the one single exact thing you need to do or else you're a failure. Exactly. So you're a failure. So this poor guy is hung, and mind you, or hung himself, and mind you, Logan Paul, this this YouTube sensation, uh-huh. uh, broadcasted this on his, on, his, on his YouTube channel mm-hmm. for all to see, and he looked and acted as if it was a complete surprise to uh-huh. him and he was trying to put this under the guise of suicide awareness oh, oh yeah that's like, why like are you you're a terrible person uh-huh. you're an absolutely terrible person this 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 individual who had committed suicide I mean, was someone's brother was someone's son was someone's friend and they and they and, and he and all he's doing is taking the, the sadness of that incident and the sadness of a, of a country uh-huh. mind you just for stupid views and Put it in the context, who's watching this? 12-year-old girls, 12-year-old kids are watching this content. And this probably is one of the few exposures they're going to get to in, in, in a larger context to what the Japanese or Asian culture mm-hmm. is. You know what I mean? And I think he has a responsibility like we have a responsibility, like any content creator has a responsibility to make sure that they are doing things that are not going to be de- de- detrimental mm. to society given the fact that they have a voice, that we have a voice. Not saying that our listenership is anywhere near the millions that Logan Paul, excuse me, Logan Paul has. Although the quality of our listenership highly, highly is much higher. higher. Much higher. Um, and, you know, it just, it just really hit me hard because, you know, we have friends that are Japanese. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like... And I have one friend that I really love and care for hmm. who's Japanese as well. And um, I'm not going to put any details out there or, or what have you. But what I do know is, is that mental health um, 
mental health services in Japan uh-huh. is very limited. Yeah. Because given the fact that uh, Japanese suicide rate, I think, is number two in the world, mm-hmm. um, and it has been decreasing somewhat, uh, but then it's also decreasing as the population's age is also decreasing because there's more people who are older that are dying and, yeah. and there's no one filling up their spots. Mm-hmm. And the higher percentage of people who are committing suicide are actually elder- elderly. But that's, that's, statistic that's true everywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but in either case, uh, the, 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 the resources given to mental health issues in Japan are very limited because there's a stigma behind mm. seeing a therapist or taking medication or yeah. what have you. And uh, so... When when you when you see it in that context, and you know you have people and loved ones that are in Japan, and and like Japanese are like everybody else; they're human beings. And mm-hmm. if you know that someone has has needs and they're not being met, it's sad. It's very sad, mm-hmm. you know. Especially when it comes to mental health issues, and I think even in the Western world, that's kind of put under the rug too. People are really really reluctant. You are more apt to talk about. Uh, you know, something that you drank or someone that you saw or something really provocative and like socially like, oh, my God, like, you know, yeah, yeah. then you would about your own health, about your own mental, mental health. state. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, bl- I would of course, that. Of yeah. course. And I feel like that's a, that's a cultural norm more so in Japan. Yes. Uh-huh. And to see that this piece of garbage freaking Ohio, L.A. freaking loser takes advantage of this situation, it's it's, it's appalling. Um, <laughs> here's the cr- appalling. <laughs> appalling. <laughs> um, but here's the crazy thing, too. So let's pretend this was an isolated incident, okay? okay. Maybe we could believe him. Hmm. But he's a shock jockey, for one, and we know this. Yeah. But then he also had other videos up on YouTube regarding his shenanigans, yeah, his shenanigans. in Japan. And it's shenanigans like, okay, if you and your friends went to the mall when you were 13 years yeah, old, exactly. maybe like you'd look back on it years later. Yeah. <laughs> we were jerks and stupid, yes. but you know, it was funny at the time. Yes. We were kids. Yes. This guy's like 23 years yeah. old. And, and, and what is he doing in Japan? He's going to the Japanese fish market, buying fish he's not going to eat. Uh-huh. What a waste of food. Throwing them at people, uh, showing them to people, like tentacles, like, oh, look. Look at me, look I'm at a white me. guy. Dresses up in Pikachu costumes, throws uh-huh. a plush Pikachu ball at restaurant odors. Throws a ball at a police officer. Throws a ball at a police officer. Goes to shrines and that makes can, a mockery of it. legitimately get you killed in America. Yeah, exactly. And just blatant disregard for the culture. You know, mm-hmm. you and I are well-traveled individuals, okay? Yeah, I guess. I've been to Japan as well, specifically. And I... Cannot I cannot tell you how much of how much this is how much cringe this is to look at. Yeah. Because as I and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, hmm. when I was in Japan or whenever whatever country I've been in, I make I made conscious decisions to act responsible. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like when I was on the train or the the Tokyo train system subway system, I would make sure that one hand was on the bar, mm-hmm. the other hand was on my shoulder. Uh-huh. So at all point in point in time, there everyone knew where my hands were. Okay. Uh-huh. I wouldn't do that in America. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, in the sense that I wouldn't outwardly go out of my way to make sure that I'm looking as if, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up and up and whatever. Because uh-huh. it's my country. I, I kind of feel more homely here. I know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And there's no going to be missing communication. But when you go to another country, you've got to be conscious of this crap. Mm. And, again, who are his audience? These 12-year-old kids thinking that this is an acceptable behavior to do in a foreign country. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's just like a jackass thing. Exactly. Like the show. And the jackass, yeah. I, and you know what's funny? you put that out too because jackass did go to japan and do these things really oh yeah they went to japan and did this as well and i'm thinking back now as i as i as i'm older like even that like and we laughed at that and we were 12 year old kids uh-huh. watching this yeah. stuff again you know 
I, I and I feel like because eventually we grew up and realized this was kind of crazy and stupid. Um, but I, again, at the same token, I feel like you know. How many kids grow up and don't eventually realize that that's a stupid, mm. unnatural behavior to do in a foreign country? Uh, there was a Jap- there was a Japanese um, um, uh, content creator called the Japanese the Japanese man Utah. By the way, I and, hate uh, that term. What the content j- creator? It's so weird. We, we are content creators. We're podcast content creators. Our, our, what we create is a content. That's very the content weirdly is capitalistic. It's like I'm a content. What, what, what creator. should we describe our? What, our, po- what do pod- we do? We're podcasters. Are we creatives? Yeah, we're, um, go ahead, David. Go ahead. Are we creators? Go with your story. We are creators. We are artists. Uh, it's so weird. We're artists of the of the tongue. Of the con- oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that one better, Tim? Yeah. We're not content creators. We're like artists that. of the tongue. So this Japanese artist of the tongue. What was he talking about? Uh, he. I, I just want to point. Out, I just want to get a shout out. It's called that Japanese man Yuta. He's mm. a content creator. He's an art- tongue artist. He's a tongue artist. Um, he is an English speaking individual or at least bilingual. And what he does is he talks about Japanese culture and things like that to an English audience. Mm. And he did make a point, And I watched this video about what was going on, etc., with the whole Logan Paul incident. And I just wanted to give it like a nice shout out to him because he even mentioned to his, in, in, in so many words that he has a responsibility to his viewers, uh, to discuss, um, uh, Issues that are going on within Japan to the English audience and saying why it's bad. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, as content creators, there is a responsibility for us to say certain things when certain things come up. And I think you and I have held that kind of uh, uh, understanding the, even at the advent of our of our podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we, we talk about things that annoy us, and I think that's a valuable thing for everybody. Yes. And sometimes that bleeds into the news. And we have to be socially responsible about that sort of thing. And I think what the problem is with these Viners or YouTubers or these content creators and these, these, these people that do these things is that they have a large audience, an impressionably large audience, and they're using their time in the limelight for I think the least common denominator stuff that can be, if not useless, detrimental, detrimental just yes. detrimental uh-huh. to the progression of of, of the human the, species. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I I just I think I think Jake Paul and Logan Paul again are shock jockey losers, and mm. you know I I I feel great shame. As an American, to be honest with you, to see people like him do that to a country, especially about the suicide forest incident, and yeah. he eventually, oh, I apologize, and his excuse was, I make like a video, I've been making I make one hundreds video. of videos a day, man. Yeah, like, like uh, just because sometimes there's a suicide in it, like you can't hold it against <laughs> yeah, me, man. Yeah, and it's like, dude, no, no, you're done, dude, and I can't uh-huh. wait to see your career freaking burn. And I and I, I don't want to see your garbage crap anymore on YouTube, okay? And thank you H3H3 and everybody else out there who has been reporting on this. I never knew who that guy was before. I've today. talked about Ethan But Hewitt. I never knew. I talked about Ethan already, man. <laughs> he, he gets, Me and he, Ethan, okay. Vape Nation, dude, how do you not know this? I don't know. I'm telling you. like, I'm not a YouTuber. You're a big YouTube guy. I love guy. YouTube. Um, but no, it's, like, it's, just, it's just crazy. And it's just, it really makes me upset. And, uh, you know, I think I think at the same token, too, I think, again, it hits close to home. I've been there. I've lived there in Japan. I have friends that are Japanese. I have friends who are Japanese and who aren't Japanese who deal with mental health issues. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think 
I think it's just a it's just a big it's just a big it's, it just sucks. It just sucks mm-hmm. that crappy people out there exist in this world, and it really bothers me. And I and I hope listeners like you know you talk to your friends about this and about uh, if anything if anything good or positive that can come from this. Because mind you, one of my uh, New Year's resolutions is to be more positive. Really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if anything positive can come from this, it's just to show people around your social circles that this is not the way to go about a traveling and be, you know, advocating for mental health uh, uh, awareness. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I think if anything, let's put some positive spin on this. Logan Paul's despicable behavior, and to an extent different from Logan, but still the same. Jake Paul's despicable behavior is just signs of how we don't want society to be run. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's just. I think it comes to a point. Let's just, let's just close the book on 2017, and 2018. Let's be less despicable. So book closed. Book closed. Book closed. Book. Right. David. What should my New Year's resolution be? I've asked you this. You don't want to have, have one. one. You don't want to have, have one. one. Give me one. I have several, actually. Give me one. Well, I want to work out more. Okay. You need to give what me... What to eat better? Think of it over the week. You have to give me a good New Year's I be resolution more positive. for myself. Okay. You have, to, you have to pick one. I can't do it. All right. I guess I Next will... Next week... Vaguely try to You're going to give me a New Year's resolution. All right, fair enough, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, I will give Tim a New Year's resolution. All right, it'll be it'll be spectacular. I like it. You like that word? No. Okay. Uh, it'll be amazing. It'll be wonderful. It'll be it'll be great, and it'll change Timmy's life for the better. Ooh. Okay. All right. You know, it's it's, it's the year of the dog, mind you. Really? Yes, the year of the dog. Hmm. You're going I'm not going to get a dog. I don't. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> In case that was the resolution, you're going to eat a dog. No. Um, Ooh. All right, well, I guess we're going to have to go next week to talk about the things that we share and wouldn't share. But let's, before we go, give them a little teaser. I'll give you one thing I'd share and one thing I wouldn't share. Okay. I would not share a toothbrush. Neither would I. That was my main one. Okay. I would sh- I would not share a deodorant stick. I would. That's gross. That's so gross. You're I gross would. I, I, I wouldn't do it like every day, but like it doesn't. the idea doesn't revolt me. Uh, I would share with close family toe clippers i don't use toe clippers it doesn't bother me the idea we don't use toe clippers how do you, no, how I, do you clip I, your I, like, toys? pick at them oh god it works what's wrong with that <laughs> See, <laughs> i don't get what's wrong with that that's gross dude how? use toe clippers it's probably stop doing it what's stop doing about it, it? they're they're it's a nail going at another nail. That's not. That's not. They made utensils for this. We're not in the Stone Age. They probably had toe clippers. Probably that's the thing we gotta look at. We probably had okay. toe clippers in Egypt. No, I'm a big. All right, I think we're gonna end the podcast okay. with this, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Well, next week we're gonna talk about things we share and wouldn't share, and uh, maybe talk about toe clippers a little bit more. I know that's what you're biting at the bit for. See you then. See you then. Take care, everybody. This is Tim. This is Dave. This is not <laughs> Tim and Dave. <laughs> this is Tim. This is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Take care, everyone, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I've known you for all, for the majority you of my life. I, and I did not. How, when did you stop using toe clippers? I've never used You are the grossest clippers. guy I've ever met. Toe clippers are gross. You're gross. It keeps your toe stuff on there. Fingernails go off. You're, uh...